0: Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home. Presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Bowl and Jeff Hyatt. Now here is Father James Thayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen. Ah, the Sunday of the blind man—a time of joyful sadness for us, because it is the last Sunday of Paschal time. We will not sing these beautiful hymns again until next Pascha, and I certainly thank our. Choir Mistress, Horia, Elizabeth, and the Choir, for carrying us all through this Paschal Tide with these beautiful hymns. In the early church, my brothers and sisters, baptisms took place almost always on Holy Saturday. And for 40 days, the newly baptized wore their white baptismal robes. Which brings us to the Gospels that we have during Paschal Tide, at least the three of them that follow Merbearer Sunday. They are all about water and Christ's mighty acts done in connection with water. The paralytic at the pool of Bethesda, the Samaritan woman at the well, who was told, "Whoever drinks of the water," that I shall give him, will never thirst. And today the man born blind, go, wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. It wasn't simply water, but Christ's healing power that cured him. But it was always connected to water, Hearkening back for these baptized people, these newly baptized and chrismated people, hearkening back to their baptism. The Orthodox believe that baptism in Christ is essential for salvation, not optional. In the Great Commission at the end of the gospel according to to St. Matthew Jesus says go out into all the world making disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them all to obey all that I have commanded you and lo I am with you unto the end of the age and in Mark 16 16 he who believes and is baptized will be saved when I lived in Oklahoma where the Southern Baptists and the Methodists were the established church, students used to argue with me about this. What about the thief on the cross? What about the disciples? What about the Virgin Mary? Heh, 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 heh. They were me like woodpeckers. Heh, 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 Yes. What about this? What about that? Well, first of all, I would say, Jesus uh, never baptized. And being on the cross, he was not in a position to baptize the uh, righteous thief. Secondly, baptism was a commandment given to the church by the risen Christ for all those who followed him. And that commandment was given at his ascension into heaven. Thirdly, Read the Acts of the Apostles. It's, all, it's full of baptisms. In the second chapter, Peter gives this rousing sermon about Jesus, how he was the crucified one, the risen one, the chosen one, the Messiah. And the men said this. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it is said that about 3,000 souls were added that day. In Acts 8, There was the Ethiopian eunuch. After he had the gospel explained to him by the apostle Philip, as they traveled along, he asked Philip, he said to Philip, See, there is some water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip answered him, If you believe with all your heart, you may believe. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So Philip commanded the chariot to stop and immediately took him into the water and baptized him. I won't make these examples too tedious, but Acts 9, remember Saul, struck off the horse, Saul, Saul, why person, what? Led to Antioch, baptized by Ananias. Yes, baptisms. In Acts 19, the disciples were traveling, I think in Asia Minor, and they came across some disciples of John, the Baptist. And they asked them whether, and Paul asked them whether they had received the Holy Spirit. They said, "We don't know what you're talking about. We've been baptized into John's baptism." And uh, Paul said to them that they should receive the Holy Spirit, and he baptized them, and um, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and laying on of hands. They received the Holy Spirit and spoke with tongues and prophesied. I say this because not only did they challenge me in Oklahoma about why, how the good thief snuck into heaven uh, without baptism, but another development in a radical Protestantism since the Reformation has been to forbid infant baptism. Now, today, we had an epistle, did we not, of the, was it the prison guard who was baptized, he and all his family? Well, if any of you have lived in the third world, when you say he and all his family, it's like this parish, there are babies everywhere. In fact, I remember my old friend, Father Declan Dean, an Irish Jesuit, when he studied with me at Harvard Divinity School. And, of course, at that time, um, contraception was, out, was illegal in Ireland. And he said, ah, he said, I can't believe it. I hardly ever see a pregnant woman around here. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, okay, well. Uh, uh, but, no, there were babies everywhere. After all, what they say is that baptism is a commitment, and the child must wait until he or she is of age, sufficiently mature physically, mentally, and spiritually to make such a commitment? Really? Really? Tell me at what age I must be to make such a commitment to Christ. Are you old enough, Fred? Are you old enough, Larry? I don't know. Uh, uh, I think Caleb is old enough. I don't get it. What age is required? Have they never heard of children, for example, that we used to describe as old souls? Those children who, even though as young as this, were so focused and serious that they were almost adults. They didn't have time for childish games, they were about their business. And who can be sure that such commitment will endure no matter what age you pick? St. Peter writes to the Christians one of my favorite verses because I need it all the time. Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary the devil goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith. Yes, these were mature Christians. No, Our Lord wants children in His kingdom. Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And unless ye become as little children, ye cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And I'll tell you a short story. In Russia, uh, I'll say in the Soviet Union, during the time of the Soviets, many children were baptized. And there was no hope of them ever going to church. No Sunday schools, no religious education, no church camps, nothing. In fact, children were forbidden to participate in services. Often the altar servers were, you know, Fred's age, uh, holding the censor and so forth. They didn't allow children to do such things. They didn't allow them to chant. But many parents took their children anyway. And Vladimir Putin recalled that his grandmother took him to one of the four churches that were open in all of Leningrad, St. Petersburg. Four churches in the entire city. And there were about a dozen priests. And she went to this one priest and she said, Father, I'd like to have the baby baptized. And he said, ah, he said, I will name the baby after me. Stepan," and she said. <clears throat> "Batushka, <clears throat> we decided to name him after his father, Vladimir." "Oh," said the priest. "Okay." So he baptized him, Vladimir. Now, when Vladimir Putin met Bishop Kirill, later Patriarch Kirill, Kirill said to him, "Are you sure the priest's name was Stepan?" "Yes," said Putin. My grandmother told me this story many times. He said, my father's name was Stepan, and he was a priest in Leningrad at that time. So, uh, uh, Patriarch uh, uh, Kirill's father baptized Vladimir Putin. Uh, So, that's a connection between them. But uh, I won't uh, comment anymore on the state of the soul of Vladimir Vladimirovich. And now there is even the thought about baptism among many evangelicals and Pentecostals that baptism is unnecessary. It is totally optional. According to this view, baptism has no effect on the believer. Baptism is merely the believer's obedience to the Lord's command, a statement about the believer's faith rather than God effecting a change in him, a new birth. A new creation by God's grace. What these radical Protestants, and it is called the Radical Reformation, the radical Protestants assert is that personal faith and commitment to Christ alone are sufficient. No, we Orthodox do not hold to such a view. Baptism is necessary for salvation. As we say in the Creed, and I believe in one baptism, For the forgiveness of sins. We die to the world. The flesh. And the devil. We die to the old man. And are reborn a new man. A new Adam. A member of the body of Christ. And who is the new Adam? Christ himself. Yes we are reborn. In the completely restored image. Of Adam. The son of God full of the Holy Spirit. And I may say, my brothers and sisters, that this theology of baptism is one reason why we insist on triple immersion. Water brings life. I'm a gardener. I know it. Uh, Water brings death. Those of you who have lived through floods or known people who have drowned or you yourself have nearly drowned. Water is life-giving and death-dealing. And we take that person three times under the water, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, dying, dying to the old Adam, and they come up out of the water, and that duch, that Pneuma fills their lungs, the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Baptism occurs on Holy Saturday because baptism is a Paschal celebration. It is our death, our resurrection in Christ, who is indeed not only the crucified one, but the firstborn among the dead. And so, my brothers and sisters, we proclaim two truths, one baptism for the remission of sins, and on the third day, He rose from the dead. Does any church keep the 40 days of Pascha as we do? Perhaps the Roman Catholics and the Anglicans. But the Orthodox do it with unmatched enthusiasm. Our resurrection is celebrated in the Orthodox Church every Sunday because we know it is the bedrock of our faith that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And as St. Paul said, if Christ be not risen then our preaching is empty. And if Christ is not risen, then your faith is empty. No, without the resurrection, Jesus is just another prophet, a failed Messiah. But we know him as the risen Lord, or in the words of the most astonished Apostle Thomas, my Lord and my God. Amen. Christ is risen. He is Christ risen. is risen. He is Christ risen. is risen.